0: Hey, everybody, thanks for checking out the podcast. We greatly appreciate your support. But before we get started, I wanted to tell you about a success story. I wanted to tell you about my friend, Carl up in new Boston, Michigan. He listens to our pods every week and he heard me talking about how I might be able to help him out. So he hit me up over at SaveWithConrad.com. He just closed last month and he left us a five-star review. And he had this to say, not only did we save over a hundred thousand dollars on our mortgage by removing several years off of it. He also saved us a few months of payments and follow up. Conrad and Steve are super helpful. When I had additional questions, you can't go wrong here with save with Conrad. Definitely worth a call to understand what your savings could be. Take Carl's word for it. He saved more than a hundred grand. What have you got to lose? Be like Carl, go to save right now and find out how much money you can save for free. You don't need perfect credit. You don't need money out of your pocket. And if we can't help you save some cash, we won't waste your time. But because we're licensed in more than 40 states, we can help more families than ever before. Why not you? Why not now? Go to SaveWithConrad.com and find out how much money you can save for free. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. Oh, and did I mention no house payments for two months? Get a quick quote right now. You'll thank me later and you'll be glad you did. SaveWithConrad.com.
1: Will he want a gold medal with a broken freaking neck. He's a real athlete.
2: Sure. hey this is kurt angle and welcome to the kurt angle show on today's episode we'll be discussing my 10-year anniversary of my main event match against bobby Roode at bound for glory pay-per-view 2011 and all the events leading up to it but first let me introduce to you my co-host paul bromwell how you doing today paul
3: Kurt, I'm doing well. It's great to see you again. Very excited to be part of the Kurt Angle show and talk about this big time event 10 years ago already. and Can you believe it?
2: No, I can't believe it. It goes by so quickly.
3: Well, listen, uh, I know for those of us that listen to the show, we've heard you and Conrad talk about your debut for TNA. Uh, it's in the archive. So if you haven't listened, make sure you go back and listen. But man, It's the anniversary, the 16th of this month, October. And like you said, it features you and Bobby Roode in the main event. So with that, are we ready to set the stage and kind of talk about the build of that big match?
2: Yes, it was a big match and I'm ready to go, man.
3: All right, let's do this. So let's start the recap. We're going to pick it up in September of 2011 that year. It's no surrender. You're at the impact zone. You defeated Mr. Anderson and sting in the main event to retain your TNA world title, but also at no surrender, the bound for glory series comes to an end and Bobby Roode defeats bully Ray to earn the shot at you, Kurt. This is Bobby Rood's First main event in TNA at a pay-per-view. How do you feel about Bobby Roode at this time?
2: Well, when you first meet Bobby Roode, you know, he's going to be a huge star. He has a great look. He can talk. You know, his mic skills are incredible. His in-ring ability is unbelievable. Um, I never fared that he would be a tag team wrestler at first, uh, especially with James Storm. They had no chemistry. You know, but James Storm was a beer drinker. Bobby Rue was a money guy. But they made it work, and they made their name Beer Money. Yeah. You know, so they they actually made it work. And those two guys were going to be single wrestlers from day one. I knew that, and they were going to have a lot of success, and especially Bobby Rue.
3: It's interesting that you said that. I always thought the same thing. You know, you had Bobby Roode kind of in the form of a ravishing Rick Roode, Mr. Perfect style wrestler. And then, like you said, you had the beer-swilling redneck coming in, but you're right. They made it work. They had a play on the name, Beer Money, and brought it all together. But again, we would see them find some individual success, and here we go. Bobby Roode would start with this main event push. So from the observer, we're going to start off with some of the background here. Nearly six months back... TNA made the basic plans for the bound for glory pay-per-view sting was going to beat Hulk Hogan to give Dixie Carter back control of the company. Hogan was then uh, going to turn face and become the old Hulk Hogan and feud with Eric Bischoff. Bobby Roode was going to win the bound for glory series tournament and give him some momentum and then beat you to win the TNA heavyweight title. Was this the original plan as Meltzer talks about going into the show or Were you expected to drop the title to Bobby Kurt?
2: Yes. I was expected to drop the title to Bobby. They were doing all these vignettes with Bobby and his family, you know, talking about how hard of a worker he was, what a great family man he was. And it was all set up to drop the title to him. And I don't know what happened. It wasn't me. I'm going to be the first one to admit I did not ask to keep the title. Uh, As a matter of fact, I was severely injured. I had a torn hamstring, not a pulled hamstring, torn. It was almost torn all the way in half. My whole leg was black all the way down to the heel of my foot. And uh, I I didn't even know if I could wrestle at Bound for Glory. And for them to say, hey, you're going to, they didn't tell me until the day of the show uh, at Bound for Glory that I was going to retain the title. And I was a little pissed off because I didn't want to carry the title any longer uh, because of my injury. I wanted to rest it up and heal up and come back in perfect form. And uh, unfortunately they decided against Bobby getting the title, which was um, kind of a a downer for the pay-per-view bound for glory, especially us being on last. It was a real flat finish. How do you banish high rates on car insurance? We switched to Geico during Geico Ween. I love making that sound. Let me do it again. Bruh, October is Geico's favorite time of year, and Geico has been working even harder to cast out high rates on car insurance and craft just the right coverage for you and your family. But here's the thing you may not know about Geico. They could also help you uncover more savings when you bundle the other things parked in your driveway, like your beloved motorcycle, boat, or even home away from home, your RV. Geico could even help you save on homeowners and renters insurance. So visit geico.com today, and you'll see firsthand that switching your insurance coverage doesn't have to be scary. The only thing that will haunt your nightmares is seeing just how much you could have saved if you switched sooner. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Happy geico
3: You're absolutely right. Kurt this week, I went back and watched the pay-per-view and the build. It kind of reminded me back in the day when they were building Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart for the first time, and they showed all the training videos and running up and down the stairs and the workout, they were doing all that. The family vignettes, Bobby Roode, his hard work and his passion. So it felt like, oh, this is going to be his big moment. And then you're right for whatever reason, we're going to talk about that. Creative decided to go in a different direction.
2: That taken away from them.
3: Yeah. So we're coming off of no surrender and warrior opens in theaters, which you're a part of. You played the role of the great Coba. Uh, what was filming that movie like, and how excited were you for it to open?
2: Well, getting the role of Coba was awesome. I was so excited about it, especially working with guys like Tom Hardy, Nick Nolte, Joe Egerton, uh, Frank Grillo. Uh, the director was Gavin O'Connor, one of the best directors in the business. I had a lot of fun doing it. It was a lot of hard work, though. We had a lot of fight scenes uh, and we continued to do it day in and day out. Uh, Some guys got injured and we'd have to uh, fight with their stunt doubles. And, uh, you know, it got the movie actually almost got shut down because uh, they went over their budget Uh, because of everybody getting injured and stuff like that. We just had to keep filming and uh, it, it just came, you know, went over budget. Uh, but, but the movie was excellent. I, the, it was, uh, it was, um, up for two Academy awards, best movie and, uh, best supporting actor, Nick Nolte. It was a sleeper, a, a really good storyline. Um, very, uh, underrated, but, um, it, it did pretty well in theaters.
3: Well, current and most of it, and I was looking it up a little bit here, shot in Pittsburgh and Atlantic
2: city. Yeah, I did all my stuff in Pittsburgh, you know, literally 20 minutes from my house. I had to go down there and film at the Peterson center at Pitt uh, university of Pitt and come home every night. It was great.
3: So that's convenient for you. And if you guys want to throw it in your Google machine, as Conrad would say, do me a favor, type in the great Coba. And the first thing that pops up is a YouTube video titled the best fight scene ever warrior, 2011 Coba fight. It's your fight, Kurt and someone has it out there on youtube it's called the best fight scene ever and uh they'll they'll get a feel for what it was like for that intense uh, fight scene that you had there so it was there you pretty go.
2: intense yes
3: all right so you're filming that do you think tna by the way is promoting you being in the movie to the best of their ability how what are your thoughts on that
2: yeah i was happy they did what they could they promoted it every week on tv at the pay-per-views um you know on their website it was you know it, they didn't put out any commercials on network TV or anything, but they did promote it as much as they could. And I was happy about that.
3: Okay. Well, the observer would go on to say in promoting warrior angle said he just signed a new three-year deal with TNA. He said he did so because they gave him the scheduling break to pursue acting while WWE would never give him the schedule break when a movie role came up for him. Can you tell us about your negotiations for the three-year deal with TNA Kurt? Was it the same deal as your five-year deal in terms of money, dates, etc.? Or you know,
2: actually, they they gave me a better deal. Okay, which, which I was ultimately surprised about. Uh, they gave me more money, less dates, and they gave me time to do movies. I I actually did a few more movies after that, and I was really happy about that. But um, I could have signed longer deal, five years, but I didn't know how I would feel after three years. Uh, You know, considering the way I felt in WWE when I wasn't very happy, I I didn't want to be stuck for five full years in a company that I I didn't feel right about. But um, I did spend the first five years of my contract in that company, and then I signed another three-year deal. Thing is, I signed another three-year deal after that, so I ended up in NA for 11 years. So I probably should have signed a second contract for five years.
0: Guys, great news. I don't know if you heard, but Fannie Mae just increased their loan limit for 2021. For years and years, it was like $417,000. Last year, it was five ten. dollars This year, it's like five forty eight. dollars Next year, they've announced it's $625,000. Now, what does that mean? It means all of a sudden, real estate has become more expensive than ever. But you don't want to get stuck in a jumbo loan. You want the best rates possible. You want the best service possible. You want the best terms possible. And Fannie Mae is allowing that to happen now up to 625,000. And with rates as low as they are right now, man, there has never been a better time to take a look at this. If you've been thinking about making that next move up now's the time. And here's a little pro tip. I've got an investor who will take those new loan limits right now. Yes. In 2021, I know it's the 2022 loan limit. we can do them right now. I also want to mention if you're in a 30 year loan or you have a second mortgage, maybe this is the time to combine all your other credit card debt and get rid of that second mortgage. Just like that. Take advantage of these new loan limits. There's a member of our ad free show family here. Who's been trying to figure this out for a while. And this new loan limit, boy, it came in just the perfect time. They're going to save a boatload of cash. We ran the numbers the other day. It's nearly hundred thousand dollars in interest saved did you hear me nearly a hundred thousand dollars and oh by the way did i mention they're going from a 30 year to a 15 year and doing it with cheaper monthly payments it sounds too good to be true but this is real we can do it for you right now find out how much money you can save for free whether you're looking to buy or refi don't forget save with conrad.com it's no cost no obligation and if we can't help you save some cash we won't waste your time That's savewithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Oh, and did I mention no house payments for two months? That's right, no house payments until next year. And listen, I know what some of you are thinking. Man, this is too good to be true. This has gotta be a scam. Dude, go check the reviews for yourself. Over at conradreviews.com, you're gonna see hundreds of them. In fact, nearly 600 of them. And our average rating, 4.7 stars. And what's the common theme? Great service. We're going to take great care of you. Let my family take care of your family at savewithconrad.com. That's savewithconrad.com. You'll be glad you did. But it all worked out. Like you said, that three-year deal ended up being
3: for more money. and, And you got the flexibility that you wanted, right?
2: Yes, I got the flexibility. I had all the time in the world that I needed off. Did you or your
3: team at any point here have any discussion with WWE at this time?
2: no discussions. I I didn't want to go back yet. I never thought about it. Not at that particular time. Uh, I knew I wanted to stay in TNA.
3: Okay. So clear cut decision for you, Kurt, at this point, happy with TNA first five years went very smoothly. They're giving you the flexibility you want. The money's good. No reason for you to, to really consider WWE at this point.
2: No, not at all. There
3: we go. You heard it from Kurt angle after spending five years in TNA. Did you think this three-year deal would be your last contract or did you think it was the best deal you could get from them at this point?
2: Well, I could have gotten a better deal as as far as longer deal. Uh, but you know, I was happy with the three-year deal. Uh, it wasn't the only option for me, but I felt it was the best at that particular time just to go three years.
3: Hmm. Well, Kurt, at this point, you are the top wrestler in TNA. I say that because there's some odd creative here going on. Hogan and Sting are seemingly being pushed above you because of their longtime star stature, but you're carrying the in ring product heavily. You're in the main event. Were you getting the feeling that this was all about their star power at this point?
2: Well, you know, that, that's a tough question because, you know, we are the workhorses, you know, myself and Bobby Roode, guys like us, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe but Hulk Hogan and Sting are two of the biggest names in the history of the business. You want them on your team. You want them in your company. They're all they're going to do is help promote the company. Uh, They're going to draw ratings. They're going to draw money. Um, You know, so it doesn't matter how old they get. People still want to see them. And, and Sting was still still going pretty hard at that particular time. And Hulk Hogan wasn't doing too bad as well. So, I I wasn't upset about that. I I did understand, but you're right. We are the workhorses. We deserved more of the attention, but uh, you know, understandably they got more of the attention. Hmm.
3: Well, uh, so here we go. We're going to start the push for you versus rude. You announced that rude would have to battle in another series. This time, the series is rude against all the members of fortune. And it starts with AJ styles The gimmick is that if Rude loses to any of them, they get his shot at you instead. Rude defeats Styles clean in the main event with the cross-face submission and then cuts a promo afterwards that he's going to beat you and win the title. And on an episode of Impact to continue the build for you, Rude and James Storm have an in-ring segment, which ends with Storm putting a beer bottle in his crotch, and he tells you to, well, we're going to play the clip here. Here we go. (laughs) Yeah, play the
1: now I was sitting back there and I heard you say that you got all the stroke going around here. Well, I got an idea. Won't you get on your knees and stroke my beer bottle right here, boy? Because I hope you're a better matchmaker than you are beer drinker. That's for damn sure. Because let me tell you something, Kurt Angle. I can see it in your eyes. Hey, let me help you out. This is a match you should make. The Olympic 1996 gold medalist, Kurt Angle. Against the uh against the little old beer drinker from Leapers Fort, Tennessee, the cowboy, James Storm. And I ain't talking about next week or next afternoon or hell after the bar, I'm talking about tonight.
2: You think you're gonna show me up, Storm? Is that what you think? Is that
1: what you think? You think you're going to show me up? I'm an Olympic gold medalist. I'm the world heavyweight champion.
4: You got to be out of your freaking mind.
1: I'm not out here to try to show you up. I'm going to earn your damn respect one way or another because I helped build this damn company. It's time for guys like me and Bobby Roode to get our justice. So, uh, I know you always like a good challenge, so uh, go put your stuff on and I'll see you later on tonight. Oh, yeah, one more thing, Kurt. Sorry about your damn... Luck.
0: all right you know what time it is it's time to talk about our bud steven singer and not everybody knows this but steven actually started out as a jewelry and diamond wholesaler that's right singer sold nationally to other jewelry stores so why in the world would steven open his own store well he saw that other jewelers were focusing on the wrong things you see the jewelry business has always been about playing pricing games just to make a buck But Stephen wanted to help people celebrate love with diamonds. He never wanted to be in the jewelry business. You heard right. He's in the love business. Stephen Singer Jewelers is the love store. No, not that kind. No sex toys or jelly. We're talking about the place to buy real diamond jewelry for your real love. Stephen has been in the love business for over four decades because he knew he could deliver better quality jewelry at a much better price and treat people like friends, not paychecks. There's no gotchas, no sales, no hassle, just easy and fun. The smartest way to buy jewelry and diamonds for the moments that matter most is real diamonds from a real jeweler you can trust. So call, chat, text, Zoom, visit a showroom or online at IHateStevenSinger.com.
3: There it is. And you guys would tear it down in this match here on impact Meltzer gives the match a three and three quarter stars. It goes 11 minutes. Listen, if you haven't seen the match, go out of your way, get the impact app, check it out. It's a tremendous match. Was this your first opportunity working with James one-on-one?
2: Yes. It was my first singles match with James and I absolutely loved it. I knew the kid was really talented. I knew that he could pull it off. And, uh, we had an incredible match. I was so excited about that match, you know, James and Bobby rude. Um, those guys were always uh, in the back of my mind that they were going to end up being main eventers in TNA and other companies, wherever they went, they were that good. I just knew that.
3: I'm going to ask you a question here. And, uh, and it's about Bobby rude. He's ended up in NXT. He's now in WWE, once you saw him make the jump to NXT and you knew he was a part of WWE, did you think, my goodness, finally this guy is most likely going to be elevated at some point to a main event status. He just has what it takes.
2: Oh yeah. He had everything it took. I mean, you know, from, from looks to our uh, in-ring ability to promo skills, uh, to, you know, relating to a character that he wanted to do. Uh, Bobby was one of the best. I, I I knew that he'd had, he had a lot of promise and that he was going to have a lot of success anywhere. He went WWE TNA, AEW, it wouldn't have mattered. Bobby Roode was going to be successful. He achieved it in
3: NXT winning the NXT title, but he hit the main roster and things just haven't kind of worked out in terms of him, you know, taking that next step. And I think a lot of fans would have loved to kind of see some of that out of him there. Maybe get more.
2: I think that, you know, the company is so wrapped up in, making sure they're producing their stars and, uh, you know, sometimes they overlook other guys and, uh, it's unfortunate, but eventually Bobby will get his chance. I, I know he's gotten a lot of chances, uh, that didn't last very long, but uh, I think that he will eventually get his chance and he will be WWE champion eventually.
3: Wow. Let's certainly hope so. I like it. All right. I'm going to put you on the spot again here, Kirk. Coming out of this match, do you think Storm or Rude was a better opponent for you? Oh, jeez.
2: <laughs> well, uh, the thing with James Storm, I, w- I wrestled him healthy. And, um, you know, we had an incredible match. I thought it was a four star match. But Bobby Rude at Bound for Glory, I was injured. I was injured right. pretty badly. But I am going to say that Bobby was a little bit better of a ring technician than James. James is more of a brawler. Bobby was more of a technician. So I would choose Bobby over James, but, uh, it's very, very close. And
3: it's just really comes down to a difference in style to your it point. Is a different style. It's exactly.
2: You're exactly right.
3: All right. There you go. You're doing good so far. I put you on the spot twice and you're <laughs> passing with flying colors. Scott Steiner is put together with you as your trainer for bound for glory. What did you think of doing these promos with big Papa pump Scott Steiner and how much fun was he? <laughs>
2: He was awesome. You know the great thing about Scott is he shows up for work and he works hard. Uh, he he's there on time for pre-tapes for his matches. He never misses. He's he's always ready, ready to go. Um, the cool thing was, you know, he him uh, training me. He, he was just so entertaining. You didn't know what's going to come out of his mouth from one one sentence to the other. He still he, don't really. No, no, he's just uh, you know. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, he's, um, uh,
3: unpredictable, he, he's unpredictable. There you go. He
2: really is. Uh, he is hilarious. He, some of the shit he comes up with is just out of this world.
3: <laughs> and, and, and it has you kind of looking around at each other. Like, what did he just say?
2: <laughs> and the oh, crazy man. thing is, if you think about it extra long, it actually makes sense.
3: Well, and now look look at his his bloodline. His nephew, Braun Breaker, is in the NXT. I don't know if you've gotten to see or hear anything about him, but it's Rick's <laughs> kid. And my goodness, he's setting the world on fire for NXT. But he looks just like the third, you know, Steiner brother. But it's uh, Rick's son, Scott's nephew. My goodness, in the blood, <laughs> it is that Steiner blood, man. Uh, so he's doing his thing. Today. They're
2: badasses. They, they are.
3: They are badasses. We've heard the behind the scenes stories, guys. You don't want to mess with them either. So, uh, so there you go, Scott Steiner, he's helping out Kurt here. And it's important to note here that bound for glory is not scheduled for the impact zone. No, no, no. we're in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania at the Leah center, which, oh, by the way, both AEW dynamite and rampage were in that building recently. How big is it of a deal? Is it Kurt to finally get out of the impact zone for you and the company?
2: Well, it was a sign that the company was growing and that we were starting to make more money drawing more ratings. Uh, It was, it was a great sign for us to know that uh, the company keeps expanding and the the bigger we got, the the better we would do. And uh, to be able to leave the impact zone and eventually wrestle in other arenas was the one goal that we had in mind that we wanted to accomplish.
3: I got to tell you, Kurt, as a fan watching it on TV uh, this week, it had the arena feel and it felt like a a, a pay-per-view show whereas you were just conditioned to watching everything at the impact zone every yeah. week. That studio <laughs> yeah, old, feel. So I can't old, agree with well. you more. It felt like a real wrestling pay-per-view yeah. from Without the studio and the production. So that's a big deal. So we're in Knoxville at the next set of tapings. Bobby Roode pins, James storm after you interfere when Rude is down and doesn't know about it. Was there ever a plan that you know of for the three of you to work a program all together?
2: There was no plan for us to work all together. At least nobody told me that I know that the, the issue or the, the plan was for me to drop the title to Bobby Roode and for Bobby Roode and James storm to start a program together. So there was no, uh, uh a program of me, Bobby Roode and James storm. It was more of me dropping the title to J- Rude and then him and James storm having a, a program together eventually.
3: Okay. Well, Kurt, in the go home segment for the pay-per-view from The Observer, once again, Angle said that win or lose, he's gonna shake Rude's hand after the match. And if he loses, he'll step aside. He went to shake Rude's hand. Rude refused. Rude said that Angle is the best wrestler in the world, but he's got more heart than Angle and was gonna win the championship. Rude said he wants to find out who the best wrestler is and doesn't want fortune or immortal to be at ringside. Angle agreed to those stipulations and left, but then told Rude he had one more test and would be facing Gunner and Jeff Jarrett in a handicap match on the show. Did you think Rude was ready?
2: Oh, yeah. I knew Bobby Roode was ready. He, he was ready from the day he started in TNA. Uh, the, guy, the guy just has so much ability and the talent that he possesses is unparalleled. Uh, very few people have the talent that Bobby Root has. So I knew he was ready and primed for this.
3: Well, I was going to ask you a follow-up question here about, you know, when, when do you find out the plan as far as who's going over? And you told us earlier, you didn't find out until the day of that things had changed, right?
2: Yeah. They didn't say anything until the day of the pay-per-view. I thought I was dropping the title. I was happy to do it because Bobby Roode was going to have a big future in the company and I was going to heal my injury, but, uh, unfortunately it changed the day of the show.
3: Well, Rube would get the win in the handicap match and it's all eyes on Philadelphia and bound for glory. We've set the stage, but there's a controversy before the pay-per-view. And there's some comments that you and Dana White have back and forth in the media about you and the UFC and Kimbo Slice. What was the nature of your 2009 negotiations with the UFC? And were there ever any plans on having you on the ultimate fighter against Kimbo or anyone else? Uh, and did you go through testing for it at all?
2: Okay. Let me clear the error on this. I, what happened was after I met with Dana white and we talked out uh, the deal that we were going to do and the money and everything like that. I got interviewed and I told the interviewer that I was going to have a fight with Kimbo slice at a pay-per-view, a UFC pay-per-view. I was wrong. That that wasn't the the message I wanted to portray. I don't know why I said it. What it was is Kimbo and I were going to be on ultimate fighter as contestants. One of the eight fighters, two of the eight fighters, him and I would be. And um, I told Dana, well, you don't get paid to be on the show. I need to get paid. And he he actually offered me a substantial amount of money to be on ultimate fighter. So I, I decided, you know, let, let me think about it, Dana. Thing is when I did the interview, I got mixed up and I just thought of Kimbo and said, you know, him and I were going to fight this pay-per-view, which we probably would have, but at that particular time, it wasn't set in stone. So Dana was right to call my bluff. I did do testing. I don't know if I passed or not, or the physical, I I don't know what occurred there, but, um, I was wrong about my comments and Dana white was right.
0: Okay. Are you tired a lot frustrated that no matter what you do, you can't seem to keep your energy levels up during the day. The problem may be that you're not getting enough quality sleep. If you want to increase energy performance, alertness and productivity, stop reaching for the energy drinks and focus on quality REM sleep with recovery PM. Poor quality sleep is directly linked to health problems like obesity, low testosterone levels, and high blood pressure. Not to mention that if you work out, your gains are being significantly reduced if you're not sleeping well. Most over-the-counter sleep aids are just melatonin. Recovery PM is a blend of nine proven natural sleep aids and tranquilizers, including melatonin, 5-HTP, GABA, and tryptophan yes that's the stuff in turkey that makes you tired so you know you're going to experience deep sleep and wake up refreshed and ready to attack the day if you're finding yourself hitting a midday slump and using energy drinks to perk up during the day you're only making things worse in the long run upgrade to recovery pm for 30 days and you'll be amazed how you feel recovery pm is available now at recoverypm.com and if you use our code ANGLE, you'll get 10% off your entire order. It's part of the Legacy Sports Nutrition line of products developed and used by a team of professionals, including our friends Nick Aldous and Mickey James. All Legacy products are made at an FDA approved facility and ship worldwide. Try their full range of products now at Legacysups.com. But if you're ready to get that REM sleep, man, you gotta go to Recovery PM at recoverypm.com and use promo code Angle to save 10% off your entire order at recoverypm.com. Kurt, how are you feeling here? We're going to talk
3: about the hamstring, but how overall are you feeling uh, in 2011? I'm watching you at Bound for Glory. Outside of the hamstring, are you feeling good clarity-wise? Are you are you doing still struggling at all with the painkillers at this point or anything? I was rattling my brain to try to think of the timeline. How are you feeling <laughs> well, in 2011?
2: I was heavy into alcohol at that particular okay. time. Um, not the painkillers. Painkillers were pretty much uh, a done deal for me. Uh, so the, you know, I switched to alcohol and uh, would only drink it at night. And uh, you know, it was it was a trying time for me. You know, that, that, that's the the one of the main reasons I ended up going to rehab in 2013. And uh, it, it was something that. You know, I knew that I had a problem, uh, you know, switch it from painkillers to alcohol that, you know, that's what addicts do. And, uh, you know, it it was no excuse for me to do that, but you know, that you make a choice and you have to live with it. And, uh, I, I, I really ruined my reputation, uh, big time, uh, especially getting four DUIs in five years, which was unreal. Um, I was very careless, um, didn't really think much, uh, made poor decisions and I had to live with that. And the movies we we're talking about earlier, they stopped calling. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I, I've, I've spent the last eight years trying to, you know, earn back the respect of other people sure. and, and society because, uh, you know, I did make a lot of mistakes and, uh, but, but I, I've been clean and sober for eight and a half years. And I've been doing pretty well. So at that particular time, I wasn't doing so well, but you know, uh, I wasn't either in WWE. Yeah. I
3: was, I was watching the card and uh, I was just looking at you and you looked at leaner. You were very lean around 2011. Um, well, that, that's
2: because I just did the warrior
3: movie. <laughs> yes. Right. So you did. Do, do,
2: do I had to lose 30 pounds for that.
3: Now, if you're still, and you're also at this point doing the movie and, you know, you're having your struggles with alcohol, did that impact you at all? You think making that movie going back? No, forward?
2: I stayed sober during the day. Did I, you? you know, I, I filmed, I'd only drink when I got home. So, oh. uh, you know, it wasn't a, an issue, uh, as far as the movie is concerned. No, but the, the crazy thing is when I would drink on the road, I would drink while I was driving, which was stupid. I mean, that's the dumbest thing in the world you can do, not just for yourself, but you're going to end up killing other people. Right. And, uh, it was just dumb decisions that I made and, uh, you know, the, the drug took over and uh, there was nothing I could do about it. And that's why I ended up going to rehab.
3: Sure. Well, let's get into the hamstring. You talked about the, the hamstring. How did you injure the hamstring? When does it occur? And you talked about how bad it was. So talk us through that injury.
2: I don't remember what match it was. I do believe it was um, right uh, about two weeks before Bound for Glory, and um, I, I tore it. And I, I knew right away it was bad. Um, you know, my leg ended up going limp, and the swelling, the blood rushed down there, and it just got so swelled up, and my whole leg got black. It was just black and blue all the way down my leg. The blood just ran all the way down my leg into my foot. And, uh, it was just a really bad injury and, uh, I had to, you know, I had to deal with that and it w- it was really tough to wrestle about for glory with that, with that torn hamstring. Um, I don't know how I did. It.
3: Well, uh, Dave Meltzer would say that he couldn't even do an autograph session the day before the show, several who saw him before the match noted to us that they couldn't believe based on how badly he was moving and how hurt he was that he could even do a match. Of course, it's Kurt Angle. He's a machine. And when he got in the ring, while he wasn't the best Kurt Angle, they were having a very good match. Really the best on the show until, again, from the Observer, the finish killed it. So let's get into the match and discuss it, and then we'll talk about the fallout.
2: crazy there. thing is, if Bobby Roode would have went over, yeah. uh, the match would have been five stars. Right? I mean, it was just a dumb decision on the company's part.
3: Well, here we go. We're going to talk about it now in the fallout. You're in the main event, but the match before it is Hulk Hogan versus Sting, which ends with the crowds going crazy for Hulk Hogan's baby face turn. How hard was it to follow that? Or was it was it hard at all?
2: It was difficult. Okay. You know, yeah, You you have somebody turning baby face like Hulk Hogan, uh, who was a heel for so long, and the crowd goes nuts. I mean you're you're you you want the crowd to react the same way for you but it's not going to happen <laughs> all right so yeah the crazy thing is wh- what i'm trying to say is i wish they would have went on last because because i was injured okay not if i was not injured i would have kept us on last but i think yeah. they should have been on last because of my injury because i didn't know how i was going to perform so that that would you know not only hulk hogan uh, turning baby face was a bad thing for me, but I had the injury as well, which made it double bad. And, uh, I just felt that, that Hulk Hogan and Sting should have went last, but we were the world title match. I understand why I just, I, I would have switched it because I was injured.
3: Right. Especially when you find out you're keeping, you're retaining. So have you go as the, as the, as the match before the big Hogan Heal wins?
2: Heal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Hogan right. turning baby face. You want that. At the end.
3: Everybody goes home happy. There you go. Well, from the observer, Kurt Angle pinned Bobby Rude in 14 minutes, 18 seconds to retain the TNA title. They were loudly chanting for Rude when he came out. Rude kept going for the cross face over and over, but Angle would make the ropes or get out. Angle's right hamstring was all taped up. Angle used three German suplexes for a near fall. Angle would then go to the top and Rude gave him a German suplex and Angle landed almost on the side of his head and shoulder, and you would get the impression he could have been hurt bad from that move. Rude came back with a series of clotheslines and a blockbuster for a near fall. Angle used a belly to belly and DDT'd Rude on the top of his head for another near fall. Rude used the spine buster for a near fall. Back and forth here, Kurt. Angle did a top row belly to belly suplex for a near fall. Rude put the cross face on in the middle. Again, you can barely walk at this point. This is insane. The move wasn't as over to the crowd as it should have been angle reversed into the ankle lock. There was a Bobby chant rude reversed back into the cross face in the middle, but angle escaped angle. tried to close line rude ducked out of it back into the cross face angle rolled out right into the Olympic slam angle with the ankle lock, but rude escaped again. Rude hit the fisherman suplex for a near fall. The crowd started the dueling chant, so they're going back and forth. They want angle. They want Rude. Hell of a match here. Angle put on the ankle lock. Rude would cradle you for a near fall. And then you would go for the Olympic slam, but Rude arm dragged you out of it. With referee Brian Hebner distracted, you used the low blow and an Olympic slam for a near fall. And you did two more German suplexes, but Rude once again reversed into a cross face. You made the ropes again, used a spear for the near fall, went to the top. You jumped off the top rope, landed on both feet, which is insane for a guy with a bad hamstring and groin. Rude puts you back in the cross face, but then there was another series of reversals. You hit the Olympic slam. Rude got his hand under the rope while angle was holding on to the rope. Hebner counted three and Dave Meltzer would say as flat as a finish as you can
2: get. That's it, Kurt. That sucks because you have a match that good. Right. And finish just completely F's it up, you know?
3: <laughs> so how does, how do you gut your way through this, man? You heard me and I just felt like I talked for a half hour, but you heard me talk about all those move sets and the back and forth. How do you get through this, man? I'm Kurt freaking angle. <laughs> Yeah, that's the dumbest question ever asked. He hey. had a broken freaking neck and won a gold medal. Is, <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is a right. warrior I instinct, man. <laughs> yeah, this is the warrior hey, I, instinct, brother.
2: I, I've always taken pride in making sure I, I put on the best work I can, regardless whether I'm injured or not. Um, uh, for me, uh, I would rather wrestle injured than not wrestle injured. In other words, um, if, if I knew that... Uh, Um, I was going to have a a crappy match because of my injury. I would still have the match to try to make it better. I just have always been like that. I'm a perfectionist and I want to give the best I can, no matter how I feel.
3: Well, here we go. We're going to tie the story up. This is straight from the observer. Hulk Hogan at the last minute came in and decided against rude, winning the title. The original plan was for rude to win the title and build to a rude versus James storm program down the line, but it's mind boggling the extent the company focused on rude with the vignettes of the family to have him lose on this show. And you said you already answered the question that you were told the day of did you advise against winning because of the injury or is this just not a thing? Did you say, Hey, wait a minute. I can barely walk.
2: Yeah, I talked to creative and I told them about my injury and that I didn't think it was a good idea. And they said, well, don't worry because your next match, which I was, that's the reason I didn't want to win is because I not want to have a next match, especially with my injury. And mm-hmm. they said, with well, your next match, it's only going to be 10 seconds. And I was like, well, that's kind of stupid. Why don't I just drop the title tonight and have Bobby Roode have his moment? And I think what the reason was, the reason why they, they, they went against that is because they wanted Bobby Roode to have a moment, a world championship moment. And I think they felt that I couldn't have the match I was expected to because of my injury. I think that's why everything changed. Because of my injury, they felt that Bobby Roode wouldn't have the moment that he deserved. So he would be able to earn it against James Storm later on down the line when James Storm beat me the next day for you know in 10 seconds with a super kick and, uh, you know, that's all I had to do in that match, uh, which was the quickest match I've ever been in. I think it might be the quickest match in the history of wrestling, but, um, yeah, I was, you know, I, I, I wanted to, um, I, 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 I knew that, uh, Bobby Roode should have won that match at the pay-per-view. That's just how I feel. Well, you explaining
3: it, that they wanted Bobby to have his moment, at least gives us some kind of explanation as to, that's why. the
2: only thing I could think of.
3: Yeah. Because you're right at the next impact taping, you dropped the title in a less than one minute match to James storm because you're hurt. And, uh, you know, I'm sure you did agree with dropping the belt to James storm or whoever at this point, just so you can heal and rest up. Right. Yes, exactly. Well, what did you think of the match overall, Kurt, just in general, the whole scenario, how this (laughs) all worked out?
2: match with James or Bobby because the Let's, match with James was five. Well, seconds. that match will
3: take us one second to talk about, but the, just <laughs> the overall feeling this bound for glory, the whole thing with Bobby. I mean, did you ever, you know, I, I, it sounds like you would have loved to at least just drop the belt, to Bobby Rube that night. If, if you had it over to do again.
2: Yes, but I, I was really proud of the match we had. Um, I thought it went off, it came off a lot better than I expected it to. I thought it was going to be a disaster. I really did. With my injury, I didn't know if I was going to finish the match. So it was a blessing to me to be able to be a part of that and to stay healthy enough to get through that match. That that showed me that I had a lot of poise and a lot of ability in myself to um, to overcome injury.
3: Well. There you go, boys and girls. That's the story of bound for glory. Oh, you like what I did there, huh? <laughs> 2011. It's the Bobby Roode Kurt angle, main event match, but we got questions this week, Kurt, and we're going to start with Lopez. And he wants to know, Kurt going from a four-sided ring to a six-sided back to a four-sided ring, how much of an adjustment was that for you?
2: Well, the six side ring, things happen a little quicker. It's a smaller ring. It's more closed in. You have more options to hit ropes and uh, you can get a little confused with it. Uh, But, but I think the six side, although it's, it's a faster ring, you're going to, you know, when you come off the ropes, you don't have a lot of room before your opponents right where you are. So uh, you have to think a lot quicker and react a lot quicker, but it wasn't that much of an adjustment. It, it, there wasn't much of a difference between a four-sided ring and a six-sided ring to to the point where it would affect your work. What did you prefer? I prefer the four sides. Uh, I like things being a little slower, uh, you know, telling more of a story, uh, you know, the match um, being a, a lot more methodical and, uh, you know, it's it all depends on how you feel about, you know, do you like high action matches or do you like matches that are methodical? And I like methodical matches.
3: Do you think TNA needed to have a six sided ring to be unique or be something different? Or you think they could have been fine just with four sides the whole time?
2: I think that would have been fine, but I think it did add a little extra something to it. Uh, you know, the six sided ring was something that they could promote every week. You know, come to the six sides and not the four sides. You know, it's it was just uh, uh, a good marketing uh, gimmick. They could sell
3: toys that nobody was selling. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Six sided rings. And yeah, yeah. Without a doubt. Okay. Hey, everybody.
4: Wayne Allen Root, the king of Vegas sports gambling and America's odds maker. And by the way, the media is the one who gave me those brand names. 36 years, the best of the business with my own star on the Vegas Walk of Stars with Frank Sinatra, Elvis, and Wayne Newton. Not too shabby. Former odds maker and NFL analyst for CNBC. In those days, it was called Financial News Network. Today, it's called CNBC. And I was the best in the world at what I did on national TV for several years with CNBC. And now I bring all my expertise, winning point spread advice, picking winners, making your money, profitability it's all about winning on NFL and college football and basketball and baseball and every sport you can name at vegaswinners.com so far this season I've started out on fire 23 and 8 in the NFL unheard of almost 80% winners 12 and one with the biggest TV games primetime Thursday night Monday night Sunday night games and 4 and0 oh, with four games of the year in the last four weeks I've now won 13 of my last 15 NFL Sundays and every record I just quoted you is independently documented and monitored by an independent service. So you know you get honesty and credibility and integrity with every pick from Wayne Allen Root. So go to VegasWinners.com right now, register. It takes less than a minute to register and then you're off and running with a thousand dollars in free coupons. Yes, I'm giving you a thousand dollars in free winners to start you off at VegasWinners.com. Go check it out. Best sports handicapping site in the world. Vegaswinners.com. If I'm not your cup of tea, I went out and found 21 of the greatest sports handicappers in the world. All 21 in a lineup at Vegaswinners.com, giving you their best point spread winners every single day, seven days a week. Vegaswinners.com.
3: Instagram, a wrestling historian is up next. And and these are why we get questions like this. Why didn't Hulk Hogan believe in Robert Roode? That's the question because of that. (laughs) I
2: I think he believed in Bobby Roode. I just think that he didn't want, uh, he wanted Bobby to have his moment uh, in the ring. And I think that he felt that I wasn't up to par to have the five-star match with Bobby Roode that he deserved. So uh, I can't think of any other reason why he'd want to hold back Bobby Roode of winning the world title, especially with how we promoted him up to the pay-per-view. And everything that we did, the vignettes and the storyline, it was all set up for Bobby to take the gold and it didn't happen. And to your point earlier,
3: that was the actual plan until the day of.
2: It was the plan until the day of, and I don't know why it changed. Okay. Michael McClanahan is up
3: next. And he said, Kurt, what were your thoughts on the bound for glory series concept? And did you, do you believe it was successful in creating interest and intrigue around the build for the pay-per-view?
2: Yes. I mean, you know, you have guys battling for the world championship and, uh, you know, having a tournament is very intriguing. Uh, tournaments are very marketable uh, for fans. Uh, they like to follow the the brackets and see who won and see who lost and how, how your favorite wrestler worked up till the finals. It's, it's an exciting thing to do for the fans. I think it always works.
3: Mr. Impact, also known as Craig here. He said, which was your favorite match with Bobby Roode and why? So is there something that sticks out to you? You don't might might not have to necessarily remember the event. Uh, but do you remember a specific match with him that you were like, man, we really tore that down.
2: I had a match with him and James, a tag match. I think it was JJ and I, it was phenomenal. It was a house show, but We went 30 minutes and it was, you know, it was one of the best tag matches I've ever been a part of. Uh, Unfortunately, it wasn't on TV or pay-per-view. That did suck, but uh, I wish it would have been. And that's
3: sometimes what we find, you know, Ric Flair would talk about all those great matches with Ricky, the Dragon Steamboat. and We talk about the trilogy they had in 89 and he was like, man, you should have seen what we did in the seventies on the house show loops. Those were some even better matches. And unfortunately, sometimes they are. Yeah. Yeah. Ray LeDuc is up next and he says Kurt did Hogan virtually help Rude's career more by not winning the title. So do you think that he essentially helped Rude's career more by not winning the title?
2: I don't see how that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um no, I I think it might have made Rude a little more hungry. I uh, it might have um uh, also frustrated Bobby. <laughs> you know, he was expected to win the title and he got it taken away from him. And and Hulk Hogan is the reason Uh, I I don't know why that would make Bobby um, uh, would do Bobby a favor by not winning the title, Um, maybe to teach him a lesson. I don't know what lesson you're trying to teach him, but uh, I think that uh, Bobby deserved to win the title of Bound for Glory. That was that was his goal. That's what he deserved.
3: And to your point, again, you're a vital part of the organization back there. I'm sure you have your thumb on kind of the pulse of what creative is and what they would like to do. And you're hearing nothing of any kind of heat uh, from anyone about Bobby Roode. I mean, he's just a great worker. They're putting the vignettes behind him and it's all systems go uh, with him as a singles competitor at this point.
2: Oh, yeah, exactly. He, he was ready to go and he was primed and uh, Bobby deserved to win that title that night.
3: All right. Well, that's it for the questions this week, Kurt. Uh next week, coming off of you and Conrad's interview last week with Samoa Joe, it's time to discuss your first pay-per-view match for TNA and it's against the Machine, Samoa Joe at Genesis 2006. This is also going to cover the Samoan Submission machine. machine. That's right, the Samoan <laughs> Submission Machine. It's also going to cover your debut in front of the Impact Zone and, uh, your start with TNA the build to you versus Joe, what do you think you're most excited to discuss about this one with Joe? Yeah.
2: Oh gosh. Um, just our matches. Yeah. We have phenomenal matches. They were so physical. Joe, Joe's one of the most physical guys I've ever worked with for his size, the way he can move, uh, he's quick, he's catty, uh, very, um, athletic, uh, but, but he's a brawler too. He's a technician and a brawler. He, he's he got it all. The kid's incredible. And you know what? He doesn't have the exact perfect look for wrestling, but that's okay. I mean, you know, he's a Samoan dude and Samoans, you know, that's how they're built. Uh, a lot of them, not all of them, but, you know, I I think that um, Joe um, was going to have a lot of success regardless.
3: Yeah, no, the uh he is one of the most badass wrestlers in terms of when you think about his presence, his persona, how he carries himself and then uh and then the way he articulates, the fact that he helped write your Hall of Fame speech and and you know some of that that we learned with your episode that you did with him last week, man. Just a great guy all around. Sounds great on at the commentary table. He's just all around. He's, he's very
2: guy intelligent, like very articulate. Um n- not much of a you can't find a better guy than Joe to do commentary or, or to, um, speak for you at a hall of fame. Uh, I'm telling you, the kid came up with some crazy ass words that I didn't even understand, <laughs> but, you, but he made me look really good. There, Joe? Right. Yeah. Yeah. What's this mean again? <laughs> I need, yeah, I need an encyclopedia. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, that's good. Kurt. Well, listen, I'm a simple man. <laughs> hey, I get it. I get it. Let's talk about things that help keep us uh, in shape. Now let's talk about physicallyfit.com. Let's talk about those chicken snacks. They seem to be flying off, off the, off the shelves. Uh, Tell us about them, Kurt.
2: Well, chicken snacks and snack, smart, crispy protein bites. One's chicken protein, one's plant protein, organic plant protein. We have 11 different flavors. Uh, They're all incredible. Um, You know, they, they're, they're engineered into a Chex mix type of texture, and we flavored them: sweet barbecue, uh, sour cream and onion, onion, sriracha, cinnamon swirl. We got eleven different flavors. They're they're really good. We we have gotten nothing but four and five star reviews on these. And I want to thank everybody that's been purchasing these. I really do appreciate you helping my business.
3: There you go. And angle pod for twenty percent off. They got the buffalo wing flavor. Uh, they're so good. I thought well, is this going to be like a cracker, but you can taste the chicken flavor. Uh, to those, and they're delicious, well flavored. Can't recommend them enough. We here at the Bromwell Home can't get enough of our chicken snacks. And when we can't get enough of, also is that Kurt Angle brand. And if you check him out at KurtAngleBrand.com, he's got a little bit of everything, especially if you're planning for that Kurt Angle fan in your life for the Christmas season. Tell them what they can do over at the Kurt Angle brand.
2: Okay. We got many things going on at the KurtAngleBrand.com. Uh, we have t shirts. We have it's birthday cards. We have cowboy hats, uh, milk cartons, photographs, autograph photographs, whatever you want. And also, if you want to, um, if you have an item at home that uh, is not signed and is maybe a picture of you and me, uh, send it to the address on my website on KurtAngleBrand.com, and I will personalize it. And uh, as long as you send me a prepaid postage envelope, and uh a small donation, I will sign it and send it back to you.
3: Listen, guys, and even if you don't have a picture with you and Kurt Angle, if you pull out a piece of printer paper or some cardboard, if you send that to Kurt and say, I want your autograph, Kurt, can you sign this for me? Kurt's gonna sign it. Maybe it's a magazine. I don't know. It doesn't have to be well, I don't have a Kurt Angle eight by ten. That's okay. <laughs> find something that you would love to have that man's initials or signature on with a little custom message and kurt's going to do his best to autograph that isn't that right kurt
2: you're exactly right paul i will do my best to <laughs> autograph the message for you
3: <laughs> whatever you send him he'll do a cameo message listen who who doesn't want something on your phone that you can take and show all your friends you know from kurt angle i mean so yeah i got
2: the deal. cameo video messages uh, we got a lot of shit going on at kurtanglebrand.com <laughs>
3: That's where all the shit is, kids. So find it out there, <laughs> KurtAngleBrand.com. Listen, there's one more thing, Kurt, we got to talk about because I'm a belt yes, nerd. Yes, we do. I'm a belt nerd, and Wildcat Championship Belts has created a Kurt Angle American Hero limited series. I'm talking five, five championship five. belts. This is the first and only series that they're doing, and it's going to be autographed by you. Includes a display uh, stand. It'll have a stamped serial number, a certificate of authenticity. But this, if you're a Kurt Angle fan, this is the championship belt that you need, isn't that right, Kurt?
2: Oh, it's a gorgeous belt. It's <sighs> it's beautiful. I mean, it's one of the best belts I've ever seen. Wildcat belts did an incredible job at structuring this and putting it together. I was so happy with it. I had I actually made had them make me one. I paid for one myself. So they're actually going to be six, <laughs> but nice. mine's going to have different leather, okay. uh, a different color leather. Oh, good. We're only going to have five of the ones made. Uh, they're authentic, and uh, no other belt will look like it. Uh, this is the uh, there are only five uh, of the same belt, and that's it. And you'll 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 see your number one, two, three, four, five on the authenticity uh, paper. Uh, so it'll be on the belt as well. But you go to wildcatbelts.com to order that belt. And uh, it's a little pricey, but uh, you know, so Christmas are all is yeah, coming. real titles like that. Uh, there, it actually isn't that expensive when you can think about uh, what the it work. is. So, yeah, the yeah. work and
3: craftsmanship that goes in it. The guy who's doing this, Andrew, he's the same guy that makes all the belts for the WWE so he does their WWE belts so these there are it's going to be absolutely beautiful on real leather plates and i mean it's got The Kurt Angle colors all throughout. I can't tell you about it enough. Go to at Wildcat Belts on Facebook and Instagram to check out the photos. Or as Kurt said, you can go to wildcatbelts.com and look at the Kurt Angle belt there and contact Andrew through his website, man. I'm telling you, get in while you can. It's going to be well worth it. And it's going to be unique collectible that only you and four others and Kurt will have on your shelves. And man, that's an awesome opportunity.
2: It is an awesome opportunity. I'm very happy about that.
3: Well, listen, if you're a fan of Kurt's podcast, which you have to be, you just listen to us talk about Bound for Glory 2011. <laughs> and if you're a fan of wrestling nostalgia in general, or looking to connect with other wrestling fans like yourself, AdFreeShows.com is the place for you. Get all seven podcasts early, ad-free on video for as low as nine dollars a month. That's just $0.30 an episode, and if you're looking for even more, we've got tons of exclusive bonus content as well as live experiences with your favorite stars of the past and present, and you're not going to find it anywhere else. Shows is the community if you're a wrestling fan, so sign up at AdFreeShows.com, and when I talk about bonus items, Kurt, we just recently recorded a bonus episode of the top 10 all-time talent that you never stepped in the ring with. And some of the names may surprise you. We did a contest at Ad Free Shows and had folks try to see who could get as close to Kurt's list uh, as Kurt and uh they won some cool Kurt Angle swag and got a shout out on the show. So lots of fun over at Ad Free Shows, right Kurt?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. We had a lot of fans almost picked my top 10 dream it list.
3: It was close, man.
2: Uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty impressive. I was I was uh I was surprised. <laughs>
3: We had a blast and we do shows, uh, every month, Kurt hears from me and we'll either do a bonus or Kurt will j- join us for a live zoom and answer questions. And so that's where you're really going to find the fun interactive part of what we're doing here and really get to know Kurt and some of the other hosts that work with Conrad. So check it out. adfreeshows.com. Listen, Kurt, I had fun today covering this show. Thank Anything you. else before we close it down, uh, for this episode.
2: No, I just want to thank everybody for listening to my podcast. I really do appreciate it. Love you guys.
3: All right. Appreciate you, Kurt on behalf of Kurt angle. This is Paul Bromwell. We'll see you next week, right here on the Kurt angle show.
0: All right. You know what time it is. It's time to talk about our bud Steven singer. And not everybody knows this, but Steven actually started out as a jewelry and diamond wholesaler. That's right. Singer sold nationally to other jewelry stores. So why in the world would Steven open his own store? Well, he saw that other jewelers were focusing on the wrong things. You see, the jewelry business has always been about playing pricing games just to make a buck, but Steven wanted to help people celebrate love with diamonds. He never wanted to be in the jewelry business. You heard, right? He's in the love business. Steven Singer jewelers is the love store. No, not that kind. No sex toys or jelly. We're talking about the place to buy real diamond jewelry for your real love. Stephen has been in the love business for over four decades because he knew he could deliver better quality jewelry at a much better price and treat people like friends, not paychecks. There's no gotchas, no sales, no hassle, just easy and fun. The smartest way to buy jewelry and diamonds for the moments that matter most is real diamonds from a real jeweler you can trust. So call, chat, text, Zoom, visit his showroom or online at IHateStevenSinger.com.